coming out of college, the only insight I had at insurance was what you saw in movies where they were, you know, trying to sell life insurance to their friends and it felt really um, just kind of a, a bad reputation that it had. Got uh, Randall Bennett here. He is the founder and principal consultant of Quixit. Welcome, Randall. Thank you for having me, Josh. Maybe you can just share a little bit about your background. You've done some interesting stuff, both kind of the traditional incumbent land and then insure tech and now what you're doing today. So maybe you can just bring us up to speed a bit. Yeah, absolutely. So I'm one of the, you know, uh, 90% that found their way into insurance and then absolutely fell in love with it. So uh, coming out of college, the only um, insight I had at insurance was what you saw in movies where they were, you know, trying to sell life insurance to their friends. And it felt really um, just kind of a, a bad reputation that it had. And then I luckily found my way into an incumbent at Allstate doing product development, um, which I later learned wasn't really a school of insurance, right? It's, to me, the traditional schools are underwriting claims, actuarial. Um, there was no just coming in and doing product development. He started off in another school and then he used that expertise and started building products from there. And so I luckily started off that way, uh, fell in love with it, decided this is the career I wanted to do, and then worked for uh, different brands like National General, First Chicago, Encompass, Allstate, um, and learned really different ways of filing products and different products to look for, um, primarily focused in property and casualty. Took that experience and co-founded an MGA that was focused on the non-standard auto market in the U.S., that uh, Spanish speakers really got to kind of explore something that was impactful uh, and early and fun. And that was in, you know, 2020 when things were still very robust in the insurance startup world. And then uh, I left uh, that MGA and, and went over and went to Swiss Re, which was a very different side of that coin. Um, learned kind of the bigger incumbent spaces in a broader sense now with reinsurance. And then now started Quixit, uh, where my goal is to help other co-founders and, and help them get their insurance ideas launched, as well as incumbent uh, players that want to enter into the insurance market here in the U.S. and help them do that. What makes product development and insurance, you know, unique? The biggest thing, despite, to your point, there's different lines of business, there's different um, kind of values that each product and company is trying to achieve and different value propositions they have. But there's a common thread of insurance being highly regulated, right? So every product manager, which is what, you know, when I came in, this is what I aspired to be was insurance product manager. My boss was end all say all on what he had authority over, right? So he owned the P&L. If there was marketing materials, it had to flow through him. He was a mini CEO of his state and everyone kind of uses that itch when it comes to coming to a product manager. But what it created was just a very product-centered approach to product development. So you knew your product and when something changed, here's the changes that we have to make to do it. If there was a request from someone to do it, uh, to do something differently, it was, sorry, no, we can't because of XYZ reasons or this is how we already have done it. Um, and you were the subject matter expert and it was your say on what you wanted to do. And it made a lot of sense because there was a lot to know about your insurance product. There's a lot of regulations, a lot of minutia about the font size, 
on the specific endorsement. There was all these details that you needed to know. And then InsureTech kind of came around and where I was getting challenged a lot in my experience working with InsureTech was they would come to me with ideas and I would say, no, you can't do that. You can't do that. And they would say, well, why? And I had to take a step back and say, well, you know, well, you can do that as long as you do this, that, and the other, right? So it became this new way of thinking that was being uh, pushed and blossomed through these insurtechs of the customer-centric approach, right? What we've seen in tech organizations in Silicon Valley had started now to sprout in insurance organizations of how do we do this that satisfies the requirements as well as delivers what the customer needs and what the customer wants. So there's a lot of innovation that it came that has, in my belief, has come out of this insure tech uh, kind of regular uh, revolution and uh, and investment. Are there any particular examples of how incumbents have have kind of responded and and adapted to that customer centric approach that that you know you think they've done a good job with? Yeah, I mean, off the off the top, I think um, the the electronic uh, paperwork, right? A very simple thing that for years and for since the inception of insurance, where you were getting mailed a paper copy, you're yeah. getting mailed a paper copy over and over and over. Departments of insurances, uh, departments of insurance were not willing to to move away from that requirement as well either, uh, until you started coming in and seeing, okay, we have this on file. We have a way that we can do this with the Department of Insurance. You know, can we still continue to do this with just electronically? Because no one is checking their mailbox. We're not getting responses back. We actually see a better uptick if we send them an email and pass through electronically as opposed to doing this uh, through the mail. And that started, I would say, in around 2008, 2010, maybe. Um, If I start thinking about this in terms of a timeline you still had incumbents from 2010 to 2020 that were still doing paper, right? Yeah. And there's these insure techs coming in and showing them, no, we have this all uh, baked fully in online. It's uh, using code. So now it's not even a PDF. It's just, boom, one screen that's that's yeah. showing them everything they need and they can scroll, they can print, they can do whatever they want with it. And then it took 2020, which obviously was a catalyst that changed a lot of things, but just there now, you rarely see anyone uh, mailing out paper documents, right? It's yes, that's passe. That is archaic, right? right now, today, and that's to me, that's something that's been bolstered through as a specific example. That's so small and and makes so much sense. I want to make sure we cover, you know, what what you're doing currently with QuickSense. So, I mean, if I think I have access to you know some secret set of data that lets me underwrite better, but I don't quite know how to you know build an insurance pro- and like am I would that be your target or is it more one of those incumbents who maybe has a potential partner but needs someone to help them navigate through it? Like who's your ideal customer? Yeah, so broadly defined, we do uh, taking insurance ideas from process to product to profit, right? So it's it's any insurance idea. If you are someone who um, has an established vertical, and now you see a pathway to become to entering into the insurance industry. I want to help you, right? So if you have, um, let's say you already have work that you're doing with construction and and general contractors, and now you want to help them better understand their insurance risks or better understand the carrier's risks for partnering with these general contractors and owners. I want to help you understand that insurance lingo and how to enter into that vertical. 
Um, if you have a brand new idea, exactly like you said, you understand how to uh, delve a little bit deeper into the underwriting process or delve a little bit deeper into the risk. Um, I want to help you create an insurance entity, get that entity licensed and be able to start offering insurance products and doing partnerships with in incumbents to say, here's how we're going to sell your insurance uh, better because we understand the risk better and collect, you start collecting uh, an insurance commission. And then we start talking about how we can build out a product for you and start building out into a bigger MGA or even launch your MGA. Uh, if you're an incumbent based out of somewhere in the U.S. already who realizes that you need to change because your partnerships and your approach are a bit stagnant and you see all the technology that's been happening around you, but you don't know where to begin, you're also a target client of mine where I want to help you understand where everything is today, understand where your needs are, and help you start building in towards a more uh, kind of innovative path and future. How should I realistically be thinking about, you know, the timetable to bring something to market, what type of return is realistic, you know, why it's different than just building a straight B2B SaaS business of some sort? You know, how do you, how, how do you kind of set my expectations properly? Everyone is different, right? So first we need to determine what is your idea? Um, does it make sense for you to take on any insurance risk? Does it make sense for you to supply companies that are taking on insurance risk, right? So those are two very different questions. One is a solutions provider. The other is someone who's starting to get into insurance. If you're a solutions provider, then we start need to, we need to understand, okay, what is an insurance company paying for a solution like this? How is it going to help them? What are their underwriting costs today? A lot of uh, companies, I think, when they're selling SaaS solutions in the insurance space, think that, well, I'm going to save the company $100 million, so they should be willing to pay $50 million, right? But that doesn't uh, understand the fact that they may only be paying $40 million today on all of their underwriting costs. So now you just came in with a solution that's going to double their underwriting expense. And no matter how much money they're going to make, that's not really something that they're going to be ready to do on day one. So we need to understand what they're paying for today and then how your solution can help and how it can fit in within that budget. And I think that gets lost on a lot of people when they're coming into the insurance market. They see the effect without seeing, okay, this is the impact on today. Um, if you're going into uh, the solution, we'll, we'll figure that out and go from there. But if you start looking at insurance offerings and solutions uh, based off of you want to capture some of that risk, I continually tell practitioners that you need to demonstrate a profitable book first, right? If you don't have hundreds of millions of dollars in unfettered capital and sitting in reserves ready to go out and buy your own carrier, then you need to first do this on a on a piece by piece basis. How do we start with the with a minimum viable product for one that gets us into the insurance market? How do we start selling insurance policies or start bringing in insurance policies to a partner? How do we capture some of this today? Demonstrate the opportunity and the value proposition. Give it six months if you already have an established vertical of let, of letting us capture some of that business or give it one year if you're starting from scratch. And then we start thinking about, okay, how do we start sharing in this risk and bringing that in? In theory, you're going to go from 13% of, um, of as a general kind of commission, 12% as a general commission of selling policies upwards towards, you know, 20, 26, 27% when you're starting to share in some of these risks in the early stage of setting this up if it if the program is profitable. So it becomes this like stage gate approach um, on both sides. 
Is there anything else you'd like to to share about what you know what you're working on, or sort of you know uh, a, a big thought you have about the industry? The uh, I'm really excited with what's to come with Quicksend. Um, we have a lot of uh, a lot of uh, a lot of opening partnerships that we think are really exciting and, and that could prove very fruitful. Um, my goal is, is to help spur innovation, right? I think that there's a lot of opportunity to get young people excited about it. I think there's a lot of opportunity to change the the, the view and the reputation that the insurance uh, industry has um, with the general public. And I think that there's um, just a lot more innovation to come. So really, I'm excited and, and want to help bring new ideas into market. Well, Randall, it's uh, been awesome talking to you. Randall Bennett, Principal Consultant at Quicksync. Uh, you know, it's been great talking with you. Thank you, sir. Thank you for having me.